Hey, Bazalwani, we continue with the topic, family, the gate that builds our society. Family is very key to God. Family is very important to God, Jehovah. Family is what God created, even in the beginning, because it was a family, the Trinity family, that created the heaven and earth. Amen. So according to Psalm chapter 68, verse 6, in the New Living Translation, it says, God places the lonely in families. He sets the prisoners free and gives them joy, but he makes the rebellious to live in a sun-scorched land. So, Bazaloni, if you are rebellious, you cannot stay in the family. If you are rebellious, you, are, you do not have a place in a family. But those who are lonely, those who want to belong to a family, they are humble because a family is a place where you are being united. Amen. According to the message translation, it reads thus, God makes for the homeless and leads prisoners to freedom, but leaves rebels to rot in hell. So if ever you are a rebel, I mean, you know very well, most of us in our families, we have rebels and they are making uh, the family an unpleasant place. You know very well, it's a rebel. And God says, a rebel will rot in hell. May it be that we are not rebellious when it comes to this family of God, the spiritual home. We will obey and will observe to do the ways of God. Otherwise, we will rot in hell. Ephesians chapter 3, verse 15, it says... From whom the whole family in heaven and earth is named. And then in the New King James Version, it says, From whom his family in heaven and earth derives his name. Now we derive our name. We are a family because God is a family himself. The Trinity is a family. So we get the family, what is a family from God the Father. Thus, you have the Trinity, God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Ghost. And in our family, we have father, mother, and the family, and the members of the family, children, and so on. Amen. So, father and, father and family are related words in the original text. All families of men derives from God the Father. So you'll realize God the Father, God the Son, and God the family is a strong family, God uh, Jesus Christ. It's a strong family, and it's a family that when it plans to do something, when the Father says, let us do something, the Bible says it was so. So can you imagine our earthly families when the Father takes his role and say, as a family, let us do this. What will be impossible for that family? Nothing. Nothing because they've copied from God Jehovah, who is the one who gave us a design and understanding what a family is all about. Amen. What should family be according to the word of God? A family should be a place to teach and model God's word. If ever we are out to occupy our place, if we have family, healthy families, we'll have healthy communities and well, healthy societies. So a, a home is a place where you are taught the ways of God. You are taught how to follow the things of God. It is very sad when thinking about family, many don't have great memories because we moved away from the purposes of God about family. Sin has entered our family, and that on its own has made us to miss the blessings of enjoying what God designed for a family. Amen. So you realize that even in the scripture, in the Bible, we have tragic families. Okay, let's think about it. The family of Adam and Eve. Because of their sin, we see their sons killing each other. Sin has a way of destroying a family, the peace and the joy of a family. Think about Abraham. Abraham bearing a child with Hagar. 
created a disequilibrium in the family. It created a situation where the joy of the Lord is not. That's why Sarah had to say to Abraham, chase her out of the family because it's not a good thing to have an extramarital affair in a home. Amen. Think about David marrying many wives. At the end of the day, we know about the story of Tamar and Amnon. And that's because they, he didn't follow the plan of God. So sometimes when you marry many wives, don't think that it's God's way of doing things. You bring sadness in a home. You destabilize a home. Think about Jacob. Rachel and Leah, the wives of Jacob, they might be the saints, they might be the people, but they miss the mark when it comes to following the plan of God. Well, it's sad for Joseph, Jacob, because it was not by choice. Do you, know, do you remember he was deceived by his uncle? That's why he married, but it was not a joy, because you still remember uh, Leah was sad because Leah was not a loved wife, but Rachel and many other things followed in that family. So God has designed a family so that there is peace in a home. Amen. So you realize that we do not have great models of God's design on family, but what we know, the word of God is true. So when you follow the principles of the word of God, when we obey the word of God, you'll have a peaceful home and a peaceful heaven. And that's the gates that we need to occupy. So you realize today we have the effects of sin in the redefining of marriage. Men taking many wives. So that on its own, it's not according to the... Because a marriage is a covenant. It's a vow that needs to be respected and you cannot break it. You cannot make a covenant with many other people. It must be one person so that your focus and your commitment is to one individual. Amen. We approve same-sex marriages. It's not God's design. It might be practiced, but it's not God's design. So we need to understand what, is, what are the ways of God. And it gets to be said when we impose this into the church. Don't forget, even if we are in this world, we are not of this world. We cannot practice what the world is doing. Because we are guided by different principles of the word of God. So you cannot justify it. Many wives and other things. Being a born again child of God. You cannot justify it. Because the word of God is against that. So you realize a church is a place to teach and model the, 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 the God's ways. According to Deuteronomy chapter 6 verse 13. I mean verse 5 to 13. Let us read it says, love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your strength. These commandments that I give you today are to be upon your hearts. Impress them on your children. So parents, as you read the word of God, as you understand the ways of God, teach the children the ways of God. I mean, the challenge today, why we have dysfunctional families, is because as parents, we are not teaching our children the ways of God. It says, talk about them when you sit at home and when you walk along the roads, when you lie down and when you get up. Tie them as symbol on your hands and bind them on your forehead. Write them on the door frames of your houses and on your gates. Now you realize the word of God should be what you filter life with. What, whatever decision that you want to make in life, filter it with the word of God. Allow the word of God to be a guide in everything that you do because you serve God with your whole being. Never exclude God in any area of your life. The Bible says there must... You must write them on the door frames of your houses and on your gates. You still remember, when you grew up, each and every family, it would have a scripture in the house. This house is blessed of God, or it says, as for me and my family, will save the Lord. Something will, there will be an inscription in the house whereby some, a decision or a value about God is impressed in the family members. 
And in those families that are serving foreign cause, there will be those horns of something. Verse 10 says, when the Lord your God brings you into the land, he swore to your fathers, to Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, to give you a land with large flourishing city you did not build, houses filled with all kinds of good things you did not provide, wells you did not dig, and vineyards and olive groves that you did not plant. Then you eat and are satisfied. Be careful that you do not forget the Lord who brought you out of Egypt, out of the land of slavery. Most of us in this church, we are blessed. We are in a better position than when we came here because God has been faithful to us. As we obey the ways of God, God increased us. God protected us. God was there for us. So may it be that in your prosperity, You never forget who God is. You never forget what God has done for you. Continue blessing it because your prosperity or where you are today, it's not your destiny. God wants to do greatness in your lives, but you are limited by a little blessing that is in your life. And you think that's all. The destiny that God has about you is greater than you can imagine. Maybe God wants to make you a kingdom financier. You are just happy that you are earning 10,000 a month. Shame upon you. You can earn more than that so that you make it possible for the kingdom of God to continue. 10,000 is a pocket money for other people. And to God is nothing because God owns it all. And when you understand the kingdom of God, this money that we have, this is what Jesus Christ says, give Caesar what belongs to Caesar. But if ever you want to inherit spiritual things, have faith in God. Faith is the currency, is the heavenly currency that will make you to prosper. Faith is the heavenly currency that will never limit you on anything. So let's live as people who understand. Let's have faith in our homes to establish or to to possess the gates that God has given us. Amen. So here it says, fear God, fear the Lord, serve him only and take your oaths in his name. We were singing, I will serve no foreign gods. Why is it that people are introducing foreign gods and we are raving about those foreign gods? You know the scripture, it reminds me of Exodus chapter 32 when the children of Israel, when Moses went to be with God at Mount Sinai. Coming back, God told him, go check what is happening down there. And when Moses checked, he found that Aaron, his own brother, the one who was supposed to be there out, the one when God said to Moses, go and speak to Pharaoh. And Moses says, I'm a stammer. I cannot speak. He said, Aaron will accompany you. Aaron saw all the miracles that God would do for them to, to, to take them out of Egypt. But it was sad to say, Aaron said, Moses has been with God for too long. Bring your earrings, bring your jewelry. Let's make a golden calf and worship the golden calf. The golden calf who took us out of Egypt. Where were these earrings? There were earrings. Why do you worship as something that is alive? Something that is tangible? Something that does not have the life of God in it. I mean, it's so quiet, that calf. It can't even hear you when you pray. Even when you drop it, it cannot say, But you serve that foreign God. You have gods among you. Some of us, before we got born again, there were things that we would put under our tongues. In whose image are you made? What stones are you talking about? Because God is, is your image. God is, is, is the one. And if you come and say, Yahweh, everything stands because God is Jehovah in your life. Let's teach our children the right things. And we as parents, when it gets tough, we take our children so that by looking at Eskom, We take our children by Yes, when you are ignorant of who God is, you'll continue doing that. Most of us, we have scars because of parents who moved away from the living God. 
May God open our eyes of understanding to, to, for us to realize we will serve no foreign gods but the living God. Amen. And verse 14 says, Do not follow other gods, the gods of the people around you, for the Lord your God, who is among you, is a jealous God, and his anger will burn against you, and he will destroy you from the face of the land. Don't forget one thing. You are here on earth on God's mandate. You are here on earth as an ambassador. Your home is with God eternally. Where Jesus Christ is, that's your home. That's where you belong. But here, you are here to establish the kingdom of God here on earth so that all men could come to the knowledge of truth because we understand in the beginning, because of the sin of Adam, we find ourselves having moved away from God because of sin in our lives. Sin made us not to have a close relationship with our God, but thank God for Jesus Christ who reconciled us back to God. Who made us to understand the ways of God? So as a born-again child of God, don't live in ignorance. Don't use the principles of this world and expect God to prosper you. God says, I'm a jealous God. I'm a jealous God. I don't want you to serve with other gods. Amen. So let's understand that as born-again children of God. You know, sometimes it's like you are waiting for Bishop to preach these things. doesn't have to preach it. Read your Bible. You'll realize that God, Jehovah, is there as the God Almighty. He preaches it, maybe in different ways. But this is the thing. Don't Amen. We should not forget our possessions. It's a gift of God. What you have, you still remember the scriptures of a rich young man whom God said, you foolish man, you think it's because of you that you are where you are. May it be in your success, wherever you are, God may be increasing you. Remember God, Jehovah, that it is he who gave you the ability to be where you are. Amen. So this will learn from home when you don't compromise as to who God is. You won't consult at night. You won't mix God with other things because you still remember, I like it because in the Bible we've got good examples. You know when Abraham was prospering, when David was prospering and then he wanted to build an altar for God, whenever he was given an opportunity to say, take this, he said, no, no, I will never honor God with that which doesn't cost me anything. Let it cost me, then I will understand who is my God. What does it cost you to be a born again child of God? What's the value of God, Jehovah, or Obatadi handouts? You can't serve God with handouts. You need to say, my body is a living sacrifice. If I don't have cash or possessions, I'll give myself to God as an oath of honor, as a way of saying, you are God, you are Jehovah. Avail your services for God. Avail your skills. Avail your talents. Because the Bible says you should honor God with everything that you have. Amen. So the Lord demands absolute commitment to himself. Out of gratitude, we are to serve him willingly because he is good and faithful to us. You must not be forced to serve. That's why I like Grace Bible Church. You know what? Because one of the mission statements is for us to be active members of this church. And what does it mean to be active members? You are given an opportunity to serve God with your skill. You are given, you are given an opportunity to, to bring yourself before God and say, God, here am I. Use me as a vessel of honor in the house. And if you are not serving, where are you serving? What are you doing with the gifts that God has given you? So be aware that the ways of God should be the root of all culture. Whatever you do, let it be guided by the word of God. Let it be that you've imbibed the values of the Bible. Wherever you are, don't lie, don't cheat, don't do things that are against the will of God. Serve God with everything that you have. May it be that you filter your decisions through the power of the word of God. Then you will know. You know human beings... We are the only creation of God that God gave 
a, a will to choose. Kora hauna lincha hauna le why we can't let you go through why bother we it and it can't say no. But you as a human being you can say no. You are the only one made in the image of God, given the ability to be like a God here on earth. And may it be that you don't allow the things of this world to chain you, to make you a slave to those things. Maybe your money. Hey, So be aware that God wants to be the first line of defense in our lives. He wants to be our God, Jehovah. God wants us to have values that will guide and so that we occupy a person. You know how values? You are like a reed. You go all over. But once you have values, you are able to can say yes or no. Because if whatever is done or said doesn't match your value, you are able to can say no, that's not for me. Let it pass. So we need to understand that the word of God helps us to develop strong morality. That's the value of the word of God. The word of God provides because that I'll supply all your needs according to my riches, according to God's riches. So God will provide for you. And also the issue of justice. In a family, we are taught justice. You know, one orange. You'll be taught to share. Even if you are 10 children, mama will make it a point that it comes to 10 pieces and each one will get that. So there is justice. There's no one who will be better off in your home because you are all the same. We learn this from a home, a family. And that's why the devil is attacking the family because if we can express so much love in a home, imagine in a community and in a society. A home is a place of love. A home is a place of acceptance. It's a place of belonging. It's a place of covering. You knew very well, even if nobody steps in if your father stands in a position you high. If there's order in the home, nobody would try to attack you. That's why under the shadow of wisdom, no weapon formed against us will prosper because you are protected by God Jehovah. We are in the hands of God. So can you imagine a strong home that has good Christian values? I love it. You know, my dad was so strict. You, you know such a matlake. Ask Bishop who will tell you another story. Rough one. And when my dad knew that he was dead, he said, let me not go that direction. Because we were daddy's girls, he was protecting us. He didn't want issues until he understands, until he has a, he will allow that. But if it's not allowed by the dead, no way. So can you imagine a home where we have these strong values whereby the devil doesn't have a room to come and destroy the family simply because dad is occupying his rightful, he's possessing his gate, Amen. So a family should be a place of forgiveness. You are taught how to forgive each other because you are dwelling together. That's why the Bible says we need to learn to dwell with each other with understanding. In a home, there are different temperaments. But thank God for a family because you learn to function understanding each other's skills. So everybody occupies their strength and the family becomes balanced. That's a home. You are taught to do that. But it's all so rather to protect that person, rather and all the skills are in one family. Check our families. All of us, we have that kind of an environment because God knew how to place us in our homes. It's just that sometimes because of selfishness, we can't express these skills in our home. Amen. So a home is a place of forgiveness and forgiveness helps us to have continuity. 
You know, unforgiveness, it cut the relationship. Unforgiveness makes us to be lonely. Unforgiveness makes us not to, to live together in harmony. A home is a place whereby you are taught to forgive and allow life to continue. Amen. In Colossians chapter 3 verse 1, we realize that if you are in Christ, seek those things which are above. We are born again. We are of Christ. Let's seek the principles and the values of God Jehovah. Where Christ is sitting on the right hand of the Father. It's very key for us. As born again children of God, we need to renew our minds with the power of the word of God. So that the word of God can help us to transform in what God wants us to be. Amen. So we need to reflect our new position in Christ. In our homes. Thanks for going. Because you are a nightmare, go high. May it be that wherever you are, especially at home, that's a place where everybody misses you, wants you to be back because they know you are adding a value that is good to a family. Amen. Colossians 3, verse 15 to 17, let us dwell richly. Let's allow the word of God dwell richly in us. Let's allow the word of God to be the one that guides and informs all our actions. May it be that whatever we do, we do it informed by the power of the word of God. Amen. So be aware that families are God's idea according to Genesis chapter 2.18. That's why it says, be fruitful and multiply. Can you imagine a family that's chaotic and it, becoming, it becomes fruitful? Wow. Sadness happens in this society. So family plays a crucial part in God's kingdom. Family is a means by which God communicates, preserves, and further expands his holy influence. Think about Moses. Who preserved Moses so that the plans of God are fulfilled? Family was there. Jacobeth was there to preserve the child, to nurse the child. Think about Joseph, how he was raised in his home. A home plays a very pivotal role in your life so that you become successful in whatever you do. They nurture you. They help you to become what God wants. Family is a place whereby they will identify God's gifts in you. And they will nourish those things. So families are very important. So may it be that the truth of the word of God will be taught in our families, not only in church. Bazalwane, take your notes, use them as your devotions, Kohai. Use them as a means of establishing the ways of God in our own families. Now, understanding, protecting our families. Be aware that the devil is out there to destroy families. Don't forget the battle only on the Satan is not between you and the devil. It's between God and the devil. But because you are the beloved of the Lord, the devil will attack you because he knows that Jesus Christ conquered him. He cannot fight God, but you are, the, you are vulnerable. And the only way to conquer the devil is it's only when you have the values of God operating in your life. Allowing the values of God to be the one that protects you. So you are vulnerable if ever you are not established in the ways of God. Because he knows that he was defeated by the devil and he doesn't by Jesus Christ. And so you know I heard a story, a testimony of a, a young girl who was saying, you know what, at home when somebody knocks, we just ask Jesus to open the door. And can you imagine if it's the devil and there's Jesus at the door, do you think that the devil will gain entrance? No ways. No ways. Because Jesus is the one who opens, who allows whatever to come into the house. Amen. So we need to jealously guard and protect our families by constantly doing certain things that will give God a platform to, to protect us. It's your action that tells if God will protect you. But if you allow other means to protect you, it's your own choice. But choose God and choose his ways. 
Let's read about Job, a man who possessed his gates when it comes to a family. From Job chapter 1, verse 6 to 12, I'll read in the New Living Translation. It says, one day the members of the heavenly court came to present themselves before the Lord. And the accuser, Satan, came with them. Where have you come from? The Lord asked Satan. Satan answered the Lord, I have been patrolling the earth, watching everything that's going on. Then the Lord asked Satan, have you noticed my servant Job? He is the finest man in the earth, in all the earth. He is blameless, a man of complete integrity. He fears God and stays away from evil. Can you imagine God witnessing or testifying about you like that? God, not people. God, Jehovah, are you are a, a man of complete integrity. Wow, Job. Job, how did you get that right? You are blameless according to God, Job. And God is boasting about Job because Job chose to love God with all his being. Verse 9, Satan replied to the Lord, Yes, but Job has good reasons to fear God. You have always put a wall of protection upon him and his home and his property. It's possible. Okay, sorry. sorry. <laughs> you have made him prosper in everything he does. That's Mudim. When you serve God, he'll make you to prosper in everything you do. Look how rich he, he is. But reach out and take away everything he has, and he will surely cast you to your face. Can you imagine? The devil acknowledging, Hori, your success is from God. The devil, Satan himself. Can you imagine the devil understanding, Hori, you are rich because of God, Jehovah? Sure, this is a powerful testimony that Job has. So most of us, we call this creature of Job, but we don't commit like Job has committed. And we wonder why certain things happen in our lives. Verse 12 says, all right, you must test him. The Lord said to Satan, do whatever you want with everything he possesses, but do not harm him physically. So Satan left the Lord's presence. Now, here's something that I want to show you. The Lord is saying to Satan, do whatever you like with Job, whether it's possessions or so, but don't touch his phone because I want Job to give a testimony of what makes him to prosper. Don't touch him physically. Now, what is actually happening? He says, take whatever. And that's why the devil was free to take the children, to take possession, to take everything. Job came to a point where he said, naked I came to this world and naked will I leave this world. Why? Because he understood that one thing I know, my redeemer liveth. It's not my possessions that define me, but I define my possessions with the relationship I have with God Jehovah. May it be so with you that irrespective of what the devil does to you, you are able to take a position and say, I'm not defined by what I have. I'm defined by my relationship with God Jehovah. And the devil did exactly that. Even when the wife to Job said, Job, curse God. Job was able to say, my God is not equal to my possession. He's still Jehovah. He was Jehovah before I was rich and he's still Jehovah even if I'm poor. May it, be, may it be your testimony. Have this revelation of who God is. Don't backslide when life is tough. Know that the devil is saying, I'm patrolling the world, looking for whom I may attack. And may it be that when you are attacked, you just say, together with my God, I will overcome. I will never succumb to whatever the devil brings my way. I may lose everything, but it's not equal to my relationship with my God. 
So most of us, when life gets to be rough, we change churches, we change certain, we move around, we are, we are very busy, we behave like the devil. Stand your ground, that's what Ephesians says. Stand knowing that it is he who will prosper you. And we see because of that testimony here, Job, at the latter end of Job, Job was the most successful and the richest man in the East. Can you allow God to test you? And at the end of the test, you'll be able to say, it's not my, position, my possessions that define me, but it's my relationship with God. Amen. So we realize, what is the hedge? The hedge is this wall that Job has built that, was, that shut him in. It's something, it's a stop nonsense. that you, If ever you want the devil to stop nonsense, protect yourself with the hedge of God. Know God. Give yourself to God. Allow God to be the one who guides your life. Amen. God will build a fence around you. That's the hedge that the devil was talking about, that God has built a hedge around a job. So you realize that this wall becomes a border whereby the devil has a look at that territory because why it's or this territory. It's Jesus who reigns and rules in that territory. And Satan doesn't want to be anywhere near Christ. Why is it that we are born again and the devil is Lalla Moron? Ask your commitment to God. It questions how, how committed are we to the things of God? So the devil was saying to God that he was... He has built a hedge around Job. Indeed, you still remember when uh, the children of Israel were to leave Egypt to the promised land. What did God say? The last miracle that happened, he says, slaughter a lamb. What is the lamb representing? Jesus himself. And he says, when you slaughter the lamb, which is Christ Jesus, apply the blood on the top composed. The very blood of Jesus Christ is your hedge of protection. When the angel of death sees the blood of Jesus Christ, he will pass over you. May it be that the blood of Jesus Christ will be so real because you confess him as your Lord and your Savior. So that when the devil comes to attack, when he sees the blood upon your life, he will pass over you because that's your hedge. Amen. Now you realize that this hedge, Job learned to know that as a man, as a representative of God here on earth, he has to build the hedge around the family. Men, you are special before God Almighty. God has entrusted you with that which he does as God Jehovah. If a man is in his rightful position, whereby he acts like Job, the Bible says in the very book of Job, uh, chapter, uh, Job chapter 1, the children, Job's children will go and party. And what would Job do? Job will sanctify his children by offering a sacrifice for each one of them. And as a generalized, so, you realize that this thing of families that are not strong and united makes you to have children that you don't even know where they are and what are they doing wherever they are. How do you offer sacrifices before God Jehovah to cleanse your children if you don't even know what they are doing, where they are, and what is it that is happening in their lives? So, Job would know that, okay, habatlachai, so it's my responsibility to sanctify them. I don't know what were they doing, Hanibaluko. Maybe they cut the tattoo. But there are certain things that we should be careful how. You know, it saddens me when I know a Christian and all of a sudden, Utlezidi tattoo, and it's like, what happened here? Do we have an understanding of the word of God? The Bible is not silent about markings on our bodies. It's not silent. The Bible is just not silent about that. It hurts when you see Christian, born again children, raised in the house of God. All of a sudden, they have a tattoo. 
So build a hedge. Don't give a devil a footstool to enter your life because you never know what you're doing to yourself. You never understand what you're doing. It may be fashionable. It's okay when you came here having that tattoo, but it's something when you are in the house of God. After accepting Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior, you make a choice to make a marking in your body. So what did Job do? Job sanctified his children. We read it in Job chapter 1 verse 5. As they came back home, you'd always go back to the Lord and ask God to cleanse his children so that they are forever acceptable before God Jehovah. The NSB, NSB, NASB version says, when the days of their feasting had completed their cycle, Job would send and consecrate them, meaning he would clean them, cleanse them with the power of offering. He woke up early in the morning and offered burnt offerings according to the number of them all, and this was continual. last week, it was continual. Whenever they would go out, coming back, he knew that it's his responsibility to cleanse us. Thank God we don't have to make recover or sacrifice anything. But through prayer, you can cleanse them. Through prayer, you can go down on your knee and claim them wherever they are. Don't give up on your children. They might be doing stuff that they are an embarrassment to you. But know that you have a weapon to cleanse them. Let's learn from Job. Job, he knew that he built a wall around his family. Psalms 55 verse 17 says, In the morning, noon, and night, I cry out in my distress, and the Lord hears my voice. I know families are rough these days. It's tough to have a home. But I'm telling you, when you cry out to God, just like David God will hear you and will answer your prayer. We are serving a living God who is touched by our infirmities. We are not serving a dead God. When you call upon him, he hears you and he answers you. So may it be that we cleanse our families through the power of the word of God. Amen. Thank God for being a sacrifice. He died once and, and his blood, it still has a value today. That crucifixion is still powerful even today. Don't don't crucify Jesus Christ. Like it happens only once. Psalm 63 verse 1 says, Oh God, you are my God. I earnestly search for you. My soul thirsts for you. My whole body longs for you. In this patched and weary land where, where there is no water. You know sometimes, how about a solution molefasting? You'll never find it. What do you expect? Because it means you want to be like the ones who interact with What are you expecting? Sometimes you are a professional. You've gone to school. Oh, but that's a school fees. Think about these things. The devil has blinded our eyes not to understand even the things that we are doing. I mean, why? We prove it to understand the word of God. What proof do you have when you go to consult these things? You know, we are so blinded that it saddens me when a Christian backslides to lower powers, to lower authorities, 
So Job realized that irrespective of the challenges that he had, God is still Jehovah. Would that still be your confession? Irrespective, maybe it's about But God is still Jehovah. Call upon the name of God Jehovah. the right day, the day May it never come, I pray. May it never come. Stay to that covenant that God has and speak the life of God over that marriage that is rough and tough. See God changing situation just by submitting yourself to him. Amen. So Job understood what it means to possess that gate of a family as a man in his home. Let's think about other men who did that. Think about Noah. Noah possessed the gate. You can read that in Genesis chapter 8, verse 20 to 28. He would make sacrifices. And that's why God trusted Noah that even when the flood came, Noah and his families were spared. Think about Abraham. How Abraham would spare the families, spare the Lord and so on. It was one man, but he was able to, to, to spare other people's life because his life sanctified others. The offerings that he would make to God because he put God as his rightful place in his heart. Think about in the New Testament, Zacchaeus, who was on top of a sycamore tree. Just to want to know God, Jehovah, just to want to see Jesus Christ and understand who this Jesus is. His whole family was redeemed. Think about Cornelius. His whole family. Man, you are special. I honor you. I really honor you. My prayer is that may your eyes of understanding be enlightened to realize that if men in our society can play their role well, no weapon formed against us will prosper. Nothing because you are gatekeepers as our men, as our fathers. Your role is very key. Maybe you are born again today, I believe. Maybe previously, you had names, but today, nullify the powers of those names. After hearing the truth, act on the truth and go back to the family and be a dignified man who is diligent in the way he does life with his family. And God will restore that which the devil has stolen from your family. In 1 Peter chapter 2, verse 5 to 6, it says... And you are living stones that God is building into the spiritual temple. You are the living God. God is building, it's using you as a brick to build a spiritual temple. Pastor Lan, what an awesome thing that God is doing with the church. May our eyes of understanding be enlightened to realize what I'm Zalwani fail. You are special. You are, you are there to, to block the fiery darts of the evil one through the power of the word of God. It says, what more? You are his holy priesthood. Through the mediation of Jesus Christ, you offer spiritual sacrifices. That pleases God. Can you imagine whether you offer spiritual sacrifices? That will please God to protect your family. Don't be moved by what you see, but be moved by the report of the word of God. And act on the word of God. Most of us, we've given up on our families. That's why things don't look all right. Because you've allowed, Jorge, there should be an open door for the devil to do. Don't give up. It might be how bad, but never give up, child of God. Stand your ground. Claim them one by one. Call them, all those rebels. Call them by name and claim them for the kingdom of God. Because you've been given power and authority to do that. Amen. So we need to realize that as Christians, we are part of God's great spiritual building project. We are part of that as Christians. So, Oscar Dumela Bahonyaze, Kabano Mzalwani. May it be that for the fact that wherever you go, because the values are in place, the values are intact. 
Your language, your conduct, how you live, you are diligent to observe the ways of God. So be aware that we are the holy priest of God, Jehovah. Hebrew chapter 13, verse 15 to 17, it says, Herefore, let us offer through Jesus a continual sacrifice of praise to God. A continual a continual. It should be continual. The devil is persistent. So that's why be persistent in the things of God. Proclaiming our allegiance to his name. And don't forget to do good. And to share with those in need. These are the sacrifices that please God. Continue doing good wherever you go. In conclusion... Fathers, be the priests of our families. Occupy your rightful. Fathers, fathers, learn this. Teach this to all your, your young men. Young men, learn to have a close relationship with your mothers. They will teach you the kind of men they really like. Fathers, relate well with your daughters. They need to know how to honor a man and they will learn it from you. So we all have responsibilities to impart who we are in God. May it be that the values that you'll have, you'll put, because most of the time it happens the other way around. And that's why as mothers, we are very close to our sons and our daughters are very close to their mothers, to their fathers, sorry. You know, especially the teenage girls, if you have teenagers, fathers, take care of that girl. Be there for them. They long for a love from a man who is pure and you are the only one who can give them that kind of love. A love that does not want, a love that is not selfish. I mean, most of the girls, they go wild because they don't feel a sense of worth and you as a father, you are the one who give a, child, a girl child a sense of security. Most of the girls, they do wrong things, they engage in things because there's no relationship with their fathers. Possess your gates and heal the nation by allowing these relationships to be restored by the word of God. Amen. So God continually builds a hedge around us just as Job did to his family. May it be that we don't become weary in well-doing. Men, I plead with you, I beg you, occupy your gates. This nation is sick. Many people are depressed. And it's because of family relationships that are not in place. And if ever family relationships are not in place, you cannot be effective at work because the core, the basic needs are not fulfilled in your life. You may have lots of money, but you are, you, you are a troubled soul because the family is not where it's supposed to be. And my prayer as a church, May we hear the word of God and go and mend areas they are broken. It takes you and God. It doesn't take... I get the Bible says, forgive. God should forgive us as we forgive them. Choose to forgive so that there's continuity in your home. So many things have gone wrong. I mean, let's talk about this, Bazalwan. In many relationships that are not where they are supposed to be, what caused that? Anger and stubbornness. Two important things that God says, deal with these things. Deal with anger, deal with stubbornness. Because these things God doesn't like at all. That's why he says, forgive 70 times 7 a day. It's too much. It's too much. They are still within that range where you can forgive them. So that there is continuity. Anger and uh, rebelliousness make us to be rebels in the house of God. That's why many families, I mean, how about that? You know, it gets to be so sad when you grow, you find that Helena the relatives, it's not possible. It's just not possible, Helena the relatives. It's just not possible. But anger and rebelliousness, Ilya Qatar family relationships. Unresolved issues. 
So can we go back to observe the word of God so that we fix those bridges that are destroyed? Men, you've got a great responsibility. Don't feel sorry for yourself. You are empowered. You are anointed. You are a God's priest. You have everything you need. You have the wisdom. You have everything that God has given you. Go and act on it. And God who's faithful. You know one thing I like about God? When you act on his word, he fulfills it. So most of us, is because we don't want to act on the word of God. That's why we cannot see miracles happening in our lives. Miracle will only happen. You remember the children of Israel, when they were going to the pressed land, before they could set their foot on Jordan, the, the waters wouldn't part. So God is waiting for action from our side so that he opens doors for us. Don't think it like that. Prayer is not going to do anything. It's good, but prayer without action. So you need to realize that God wants to build hedges around us. And the only way he can build is when we surrender our lives to him. So God is seeking someone to stand as a priest who would intercede for his family just like John. We said it clearly in the book of Ezekiel chapter 22 verse 30 that he's seeking for a man who will stand in the gap. The man who will be able to redeem the nation. A man who will avail his services as a priest. So that the plans of God are being fulfilled. Because that man is bold enough. It's, the Bible says it's the radical who receive it by faith. Be radical in your actions when it comes to God. Act on the word of God. You are backed up by the power of the word of God. Things may have gone the other way around, but come back and allow God to sober you up. And God will make it a point that his word will never come back void unto him. Try God when it comes to his word. Amen. And you realize prayer is key. And thank God we are taught how to pray. Different kinds of prayers. Thank God for the teachings that you are receiving here in this house. Because these prayers, they will help us to pray persistent prayer. The until prayer, never giving up until we see God intervening in our situations. Amen. Let us pray. First of all, I really want us to pray for men in the house. If they are fathers, not just men, fathers in the house. If you are a father, would you please stand so that we may pray for you. Allow the spirit of God to hover over you, to give you wisdom, to give you understanding. Pastor Lani, look at what I'm, I'm seeing here. So beautiful. God bless you. God bless you. You are the hope for restoring this nation. May the mantle of God be upon your lives. May you understand your role. Don't be confused about because of your circumstances presently. God is able to turn around your situation and give you the authority that you need to be a man that God wants. May the presence of the Holy Spirit be so real in your life that you overcome all challenges that are there in your lives. May the wisdom of God be upon your life so that God, Jehovah, can do a new thing through your lives as fathers. God is able and God is willing. Be an available vessel and see the power of God using you mightily. You might be a casual. You might be like Job in the meanwhile. But never give up because your latter end will be great. It's better to finish strong than to finish weak. You might have started weak, but one thing for sure, God assures you, he says, I know you're expected. I know what I want you to be as a man. Whether it's at work, whether it's at home, occupy your positions. God is speaking to our men. He's calling our nation. The sickness, the disease, whatever is happening, the, the, the tensions in our nations will only be healed when you occupy your rightful pace, when you possess your gate. Would you please stretch your hands towards this man as we pray for them? Daddy, here are our men who are responding to the calling this morning. 
Father, yes, they might have made wrong decisions previously, but you as God, Jehovah, you are able to forgive them and give them a new lease of life. Father, I come against the spirit of condemnation. I come against any spirit that will, make, that will tamper with their self-worth. And I pray that may you open their eyes of understanding to see that they are your representative here on earth. That that which you call, you also equip to do the work that it's called to do. And Father, I pray, may it be that there will be exemplary families in this nation. We will go to them to understand the plans of God about a family. Father, I pray whatever they've neglected, whatever they've never fulfilled, may it be that this day you'll give them ability to address it and fix things in their homes. I pray for peace upon them. I pray them, Father, as a provider, give them the ability to be providers in their families. Give them ability to speak a word that will change the destiny of the family. Change it for your good. May they train their children in the knowledge of you. I pray even for their relationship with their wives, oh God. Fix those relationships, mighty God. Intervene because marriage is ordained by you. It's a covenant where there should be commitment from the beginning. May your anointing flow through your life. Use them to influence other men in our society and in our nation. Use them as your true ambassadors so that, oh God, we can be blessed as a nation. Because, Lord, if the body of Christ is healthy, our nation will be healed. Father, you are God, you are Jehovah, you are the I am. Just as you are the I am to the children of Israel when they had to leave captivity, slavery of Egypt, intervene so that we leave this slavery of a nation that doesn't have a direction. I thank you, Daddy. I believe your word. And I know it is so in the lives of these, your children. You will prosper them. You'll give them wisdom. You'll give them understanding. You'll give them dignity. You will restore that which the devil has stolen from them. Father, they will have integrity to be diligent in the affairs of this life. And I thank you for each and every one of them. Father, where there are children that they don't know where they are, Daddy, you know it all and I know you'll make it possible that those relationships are mended. Those who are not raised by their fathers, those who do not know what it is like to be a father, let them learn from you as God Jehovah their father. And I know you'll part understanding and wisdom upon them. Let it be that none of these men will feel ill-equipped. Because those you call, you always equip as God Jehovah. Father, may these families be a family's where we'll run to for wisdom and understanding. In Jesus' mighty name, we give you glory, we give you honor and adoration. Amen and amen. God bless you, man. May God richly bless you. Amen. Amen. Bazalwani, let's never give up on the word of God. The word of God is true. The word of God is alive. The word of God is active. The word of God is able to turn around the situation. Wives, let's support our husbands for them to be able to do the word of God. They might have hurt us, but let it be that we find it in our hearts to forgive them. So that there's continuity. Let's forgive them. Some of the things that we have said against our husbands is what makes our families to be dysfunctional. Ask God for crop failure where you said bad things about your husband. And God is able to do exactly that. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Whilst our heads are bowed and our eyes are closed, maybe you are here 
It's for the first time, but you, oh, you've been coming, but you've never made a decision to accept Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior of your life. I just want to give you an opportunity this morning, come and connect with God as Jehovah. If you are in the house, would you please indicate by lifting your hand wherever you are, where you are saying, I want to know Jesus as Lord and Savior of your life. Whether you are a man or a female, Please lift your hand so that this is the first step that you need to know. For you to know God, Jehovah, the Bible says we need to confess him with our own mouths. So if you are in the house, would you please indicate by lifting your hand, wherever you are. Wherever you are, don't be shy. This is a special moment, an empowering moment. God bless you that I see that. Any other person, I see those hands at the back. May God richly bless you. Any other people, Bazalan, don't be shy. This is one moment in Nukhuru. We should never allow the devil to take advantage because what we are doing in the spirit, we are actually opening the eyes of people to start understanding the ways of God. Okay, Bazalwani, if... Take all your belongings and come to the altar as you surrender your life to God. Would you please come and just be with us here as a sacrifice that you're bringing before God, your body and everything. Wherever you are, ask the person next to you, are you born again? Do you understand? We are not calling you to be a member of Grace Bible Church, but we are calling you to have a relationship with God, Jehovah. Just come. We are waiting for you. Just come. God bless you. As you are coming. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Father. May God bless you as you...